Las Cruces today and 101 Gold. I'm Donna Dollar. We're going to get into our hard working local segment. And in the spotlight today, I have chosen Las Cruces firefighter Paul Ford, a paramedic and coordinator for the department's mobile integrated healthcare program. And you have just been recognized as the New Mexico Public Citizen of the Year by the New Mexico chapter of the National Association of Social Workers. And congratulations to you there, Paul. Thank you so much, Don. I really appreciate that. So the award you were given is for the Public Citizen of the Year Award. It honors an outstanding member of the community whose accomplishments exemplify the values and mission of professional social work. So you do a lot of things in the community. Tell us a little bit about all the things that you take care of, Paul. So fire departments across the nation, we've noticed that we are increasing in the amount of 911 use that happens. Mm-hmm. It's not just Las Cruces. That's uh, that, that's fairly standard across all different fire departments across the United States. And what most people um, are unfamiliar with is that the fire department, although we do put out fires and we have the knowledge, skills, and abilities to do that, that comprises a very small fraction of the type of calls that we respond to. And predominantly, the calls we respond to are for emergency medical services, and Las Cruces is no different. We respond to a phenomenal amount of calls, 911 calls for emergency medical services. Mm -hmm. And uh, our call volume increases by 8% each year. And that's not just us. That's most fire departments across the nation have seen an increase. And that's because people need assistance in seeking access to services. And so we will continue to have fire academies. We will continue to build stations. And we can continue to do that and have more firefighters and more ambulances and more fire stations Or we can actually go out into the community and we can say, hey, what's really going on out here and meet with some of these individuals that are calling 911 frequently to figure out what the gaps are. And that is an emerging trend that has happened across the United States and it's predominantly called mobile integrated healthcare. And it's really an overarching phrase that encompasses a variety of different types of community-based fire department wellness services. You might be familiar with mobile crisis. That's a Mm -hmm. very hot topic in the community. That would be one way that the fire department gets involved in going out into the community to try to create a tailored response to meet individuals where they're at and provide them the services that they need. Another one would be community paramedicine, where one would work with a hospital and they would go out and see patients that had been recently discharged, provide medications and oversights. And then the third one, the one that's most common with fire departments when they first start doing these types of services would be some sort of a case management community outreach model. And that's what we do. But uh, when we first started doing this, we weren't entirely certain exactly what it was that we were going to encounter when we went out into the community to visit these individuals who were calling 911 frequently. Mm -hmm. And what we determined is that we have a large amount of seniors in Las Cruces, which I think we're all familiar with. It's a retirement community. have seniors in their homes that have problems accessing services that they need that is predominantly based around their mobility in the home. Uh, If you want to continue to live at home and you have challenges with mobility, Medicare doesn't really offer any services to assist you in doing that. Uh, There are no caregiver services covered under Medicare insurance plans. And so that's one of the challenges that we have. Of course, every senior wants to age in place. That's difficult to do so when your insurance doesn't actually cover caregiver services in the home. Uh, Private pay caregiver services uh, is uh, 
very expensive in the community. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's not realistic for the majority of seniors that are on fixed income. So we actually go on a lot of lift assists and fall victims in the fire department, and that is certainly one issue. And then the other issue is just simply access. And I'm sure people have challenges getting to the doctor and picking up prescriptions, too. And COVID has made all of this worse. And so I also, on top of educating people on what resources are in the community, we deliver a lot of food packages to uh, oh, to people in the community as well. So we learned very quickly that one of the challenges that we have is surrounding access, specifically related for those that have challenges with mobility um, in, in the community. So you guys receive about 50 referrals each month, and you personally, go roughly to about 60 homes every month? So we go on. Uh, there, there's no substitute for being in the home to actually see people. And I think that uh, one of the challenges is is that since COVID, there are less and less people providing case management and social services in the home. Yeah. And I think that certainly more is needed. And so we're out there in the home visiting with these people, seeing the conditions that they live in, visiting with them. And the public uh, trusts the fire department. And that's not necessarily anything that I did, that's something that was established years and years and decades and decades before me that the public actually trusts the fire service. So I can get into somebody's home and visit with them and understand what challenges that they have and figure out what we're going to do to try to solve some of those problems. And yes, I, I do go on a lot of home visits and it varies from month to month because yeah. of the amount of referrals that we get, where the referrals are coming from and who I'm seeing at any given time. But yes, I go on a lot of home visits, sometimes as many as 60 or 70 home visits. Well, as we're talking, Paul, I'm thinking maybe one of the things that the community can do is help each other out. Maybe you have an elderly neighbor that uh, you can check on, maybe bring in some food and, of course, go to the store if they need you to. And then that could probably decrease some of the calls, right? Yeah, I think that that's very important. I, I think a lot of seniors that uh, I work with have somebody in the community that is either aware of what's going on or is going and checking on them. And uh, it, it can become very uh, can become very in-depth. Uh, you might have to go pick up some prescriptions. You might have to take somebody to the doctor repeatedly. Yeah. You might have to uh, uh, go to the grocery store for them. Those are some of those caregiver services that those agencies uh, provide, but is not covered by medic mm -hmm. Medicare. Well, I definitely wanted to acknowledge you, Paul, and all of the firefighters, the paramedics that are out there helping us each day. And maybe some of the things that our audience learned, like you said, when you see a firefighter, you think they put out fires, but it doesn't cross our minds to think of all the other work that you guys do each and every day. So thank you for everything that you do and for your work here in our community. Very important to get that out. 